have to do the work. There's no escaping, there's no avoiding, ignoring, sweeping it under the rug. We have to do the work individually and collectively. Hello, my spiritual family and friends. I hope you're all well and have had a blessed evening. It is Thursday, the 2nd of February. I am super excited to be here with you guys, to be here to record this episode. I am super, super stoked about this topic. And um, like with Saturn in Pisces, I don't think this is going to be a quick one. We'll see. But pull up a chair, get yourself some tea get yourself some water, whatever makes you feel good, get yourself comfortable because we are going to take a deep dive into Pluto entering into Aquarius and how this is going to shape the collective conscious, how this is going to impact you as an individual, what this is going to look like on the world stage. So buckle up, stay tuned and let's get into it. So first things first, um, Let's talk about all the planets being direct for like a brief moment. Life has been crazy. I don't know if anybody else has been having the same experiences, but time is moving so fast and it's like mind blowing. Like every day, every week, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I literally felt more this way since Uranus went direct along with the rest of the gang. Like time has no bounds. <laughs> like Days are merging into each other, weeks are merging into each other, and it's absolutely insane. And I think this is another um, aspect of Saturn being in Pisces, like just not having a firm grip on time and feeling like time is escaping you and time is going and yeah, trying to be in control of time right now is really, really challenging. So I wonder if anyone is having the same experience. And if you are, please do share what you're experiencing and what you're doing to remedy remedy this in the comments. But let's get into Pluto. I absolutely love this planet and I absolutely love the sign that Pluto rules. So for those of you who are new to astrology, Pluto is associated with the sign Scorpio and Scorpios are always seen as signs or people that are like scary or aggressive or vindictive (laughs) or um, cruel or evil to some degree Um, and I don't see them that way. I I think that's a surface level um, persona that sometimes they they give out Um, but most importantly, that is a persona that they carry because they're protecting a lot of vulnerability that they have inside. You guys are not new here. Um, if you're an uh, active listener, you've heard me speak about Scorpio before. And I have Scorpio friends and I've had Scorpio partners. And it's not easy <laughs> to coexist with them. But the more you get to understand them, the more you allow them to be themselves, the more they just blossom and that's what I think I really love about Scorpios and it's very interesting that a planet like Pluto is associated with the sign Scorpio because um, planets are usually very clear representations of the signs 
that they rule over. So, for example, Pluto was discovered as a planet and then it was like denounced as a planet. And I feel like Scorpios tend to feel like they're misunderstood. And I feel like the planet Pluto is definitely misunderstood, not in just an astrological term, but in a scientific term, (laughs) Pluto is definitely the planet and Scorpio is definitely the sign that are commonly misunderstood. So um, before we get into what Pluto is, who Scorpios are, we're going to talk a little bit about the transit itself and why this is a flipping big deal, okay? So Pluto will enter the sign of Aquarius on the 23rd of March. Now, we have never experienced this transit in our entire lives, okay? So this energy is going to be very new to us. So I'm super excited about that because it's just like, what is it going to bring? What's it going to be like? What is the next 20 years going to look like? You know, all these different questions are arising for me and I'm and I'm more excited than I am fearful of what's going to come up. But um, for those of you who are not aware, uh, Pluto is a generational planet, okay? So when Pluto goes into a sign, it brings in a generation who are focused on one collective mission. So knowing Aquarius, like, there's going to be a load of Aquarius, Pluto and Aquarius babies that are born in the next 20 years who have the mission, humanitarian mission to elevate society, to focus on the collective conscious, to link us to um, life beyond our planet. And I think that's so exciting because it's just like right now we've limited ourselves in so many ways and we're kind of just not doing the right thing I don't think (laughs) I think on an individual level we're kind of getting there um but on a collective level um there's still a lot of work to be done and I think it's beautiful literally how before the planets change signs and go into new territory we can see the themes being introduced beforehand so all these strikes all these protests all these conversations where people are holding space for people who are marginalized or oppressed or just going through situations that are not ideal, all these spaces that we're holding, all this um, compassion and empathy we're having for groups that we we either relate to or we don't relate to, but we, we sympathize and empathize with, this is what Pluto in Aquarius is like. This is what Pluto in Aquarius is going to bring for us. So it's super exciting to see people just like collectively come together and subconsciously or consciously be aware that this is what their focus and energy and efforts need to go into during this period of time. And it's only going to grow over the next 20 years, which is super exciting. So, um, like I said, a lot of us can be feeling the energy. Now, I personally have definitely been feeling this energy, this shift of Pluto into Aquarius a lot in my life, okay? And it has been wonderfully surprising, insightful, and has really provoked me to deep dive into my own psychology, but also change the way I relate to others and connect with others and communicate with others and just understand other people's individual journeys. So I'm hoping it's doing the same for you guys and it will continue to do that for the next 20 years. Um, 
So Pluto enters Aquarius. Um, we get that out of the way. And then it will spend uh, a couple months in Aquarius until it goes retrograde in May. So from May the 1st, Pluto and Aquarius will go retrograde until October the 11th. And it will be going back to revisit Capricorn. So we're going to have a period of seeing what the collective wants to focus on, what the collective wants to achieve. Um, We might not necessarily get to how we're going to achieve it, but we're going to have a very good, clear idea of what matters to us individually and as a collective. And I think at the center of that is like freedom because it's Aquarius, um, the right to express um, the right to connect with each other, not just on a, a technological um, front, but in a physical front, um, to support each other to kind of uh, build communities based on our values and get back to that community-based society again. So that's definitely going to be interesting. And then obviously with Pluto revisiting Capricorn, we're going to see the breakdown of these structures that have been limiting us that have been holding us back in some shape or form okay so then pluto will re-enter aquarius on the 21st of jan 2024 so from october until jan the 21st pluto will remain in capricorn so a good couple months of breaking down those structures um shedding more light on things that have going on that have been going on um especially behind closed doors and um (laughs) it's going to be very interesting because i think what's going to happen when pluto enters into aquarius people are going to be um exploring their core feelings okay and how that relates to what they value and really recognizing that and then when pluto enters capricorn there may be a release over a period of time of a buildup of annoyance or frustration or anger that has kind of been contained um, in some shape or form. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. One of the most beautiful things that I saw, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's also equally terrifying. Pluto enters Aquarius with an Aries stelium in the chart. So we've got the moon, Jupiter, Mercury, Sun, all in Aries at the time that it makes its ingress into Aquarius. The vertex is in Aries at zero degrees and Chiron is also in Aries. So this just, <laughs> this just screams um, independence, strength, uh, motivation, drive, ambition. And I think whatever people are putting their mind to at that point um, is going to really, really, really be honed in to over the next couple of years. So even on the individual level, you know, whatever you're starting, whatever you're putting your energy and your effort into, that's going to be something that you hold dear to you for the next couple of years. And then on a collective level, whatever we're throwing our energy into as a collective and supporting each other with, that's going to be something that holds and stays with us for quite some time. So what is Pluto? As I mentioned um, briefly earlier, it is a planet, but it's considered a dwarf planet. Um, It's the most distant planet from the sun. And I think that's really interesting, especially considering the fact that Pluto is associated with our psychology. And most of the time, we don't see how our psychology shapes our identity. And I think it's uncanny because of the distance between Pluto and the sun. So... 
in astrology, Pluto rules Scorpio and Pluto generally is associated with death. Like when you say to people, oh, the planet Pluto and you talk about Scorpio, they immediately identify death and rebirth. None of the other good stuff that Pluto or Scorpio is associated with. (laughs) So aside from death and rebirth, um, Pluto or Scorpio is associated with power, with control, with dominance, with sex. It's the planet, the sign associated with the occult, psychology, our subconscious mind, our reproduction systems. It's the planet, the sign that allows us to transform things, to go through a process of elimination, to figure out what needs to stay in our lives, but what also needs to be let go of. It's the part in our chart um, where we have to learn how to get rid of dead weight and baggage and rubbish. So there could be a lot to do again, with psychology that is tied to your identity that you no longer need anymore. So you have to go through this process of eliminating things that no longer represent who you are at each stage of your life and therefore consistently going through a period of reshaping your identity, living out that reality and then reshaping your identity again. Um, And it's important to note that whenever we go through a significant change in our life, that's what we're doing. We're Um, transforming ourselves and also in transforming the environment that we're in. So in your chart, the house that Scorpio rules over is the house where you might demonstrate some of these themes or where you might be aware of some of these things that um, show up for you. Um, And the house that Pluto is in is where you may also develop or explore these themes in your life. So with this transit, you want to look at where Aquarius rules in your chart, because that's where all this that we've discussed is going to come together in that house. And it's going to be there for 20 years, guys. So it's not going to be an easy process. It's not going to be a quick fix. It's going to be something that over time you really hone in on, you really explore, you really go deep. Pluto and Scorpio is about depth, okay? It's about getting down and deep into something and really exploring, doing your research, um, learning, being open to um, acquiring new knowledge, um, being open to new perspectives is also about resources. So how can you tap into other people's knowledge? How can you tap into other people's resources? Um, Scorpio and, and Pluto is also associated with debt and finances, other people's finances, insurances, inheritances. So these are all the things that we're going to be focusing on whilst Pluto is in Aquarius as well but as a collective approach so where do we need to be more mindful of how we're um, installing these themes and experiences in our life and in our communities so as I was preparing for this episode um, I wanted to look at uh degrees so I looked at Pluto at 29 degrees and Pluto at 29 degrees is about the typical death uh the phoenix rising from the ashes 
regeneration, a period of crisis, um, being a leader or in a position of authority, beginnings and endings. It's about spirituality, connecting to that spiritual self. But there's also other things about Pluto or Scorpio or even Pluto at the 29th degree that is um, not so favorable. So obsession, like obsession with needing to control things or having obsessive compulsive thoughts or behavior, um, excessive use of force, um, you know, consistently finding yourself in crisis situations and not necessarily trying to make a link between, you know, how you contribute to uh, suffering and misery in your own life and what you can do to eliminate these experiences. Um, It's a lot about trying to find the truth, even if it's not a pretty truth, even if it's an ugly truth. It's about our sexuality as well. It's about who do we find ourselves attracted to. And it's a very important um, thing to sit with yourself and think about all these things, you know, to really go deep into your own mental processing, into your own psychology, into your own trauma and figure out how all these experiences or beliefs you have are shaping your identity. Funny enough, um, as I was researching, I found out that Bill Gates has Pluto at 29 degrees of Leo. So Leo is opposite to Aquarius. Um, And I've never looked at Bill Gates' chart, but immediately this told me a lot that I need to know and understand about his position in society. Um, which I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to share here. I'm going to keep those thoughts to myself, but I think, um, with Bill Gates having his Pluto, um, in 29 degrees of Leo, which is the opposite sign of Aquarius, something significant about him is definitely going to come up around the months that Pluto is direct or retrograde because it means it's falling into a house that is opposite um, the house that his Pluto is in. So that's going to be interesting. I probably, I could, you know, research this more and do an episode on it, but I will see how I feel about it because, you know, you have to be very careful about what you say nowadays. Um, But yes, when we're looking at degrees, we can get a lot of insight into what degrees mean and what they can bring for us. Uh, 29 degrees of Capricorn is another story. Um, It's the peak of all things Saturnian, Capricorn-like status, authority, structure, organization, um, money, (laughs) anxiety, fear, restriction, depression, um, responsibility, fear. It's a lot about all this stuff, um, like social reputation and stuff that reaches a peak. And I think at that point, it kind of has nowhere else to go. And it's time to go into the Aquarius approach, which which is like 
um, using everything that you've acquired, like in a social setting to benefit the wider group. So whether you've acquired a lot of assets or money or knowledge, sharing that with the wider group, um, being more open to thinking outside the box, being more innovative, being more um, sociable, like really connecting with others, kind of being less emotional, um, not in a bad way, but understanding that emotions serve a purpose in certain spaces and certain times. And there's a place and time to be emotional and there's a place and time to be logic. So kind of like Libra looking at the balance of using emotions and logic. Okay. It's about the process of integrating with society and reaching a mental peak. So a collective consciousness peak before we can move ahead. So those are the degrees and my um, research of the degrees. There's actually a link that I can put in the description box for any of you that want to kind of explore this a little bit more. Moving on to... Uh, my actual take on what I think Pluto in Aquarius is going to bring. Um, so <laughs> over the last couple weeks, I've had tremendous insight. I've, uh, I've, I've felt very connected to the universe and I've been getting lots of downloads. I always get lots of downloads, but this has been a very transformative uh, last couple of weeks for me because the week, the universe is speaking to me in very bold capital letters when it comes to certain things. So, um, as some of you may or may not have heard, uh, Pluto in Aquarius is going to definitely bring a massive focus on tech. Um, this can be good or bad. I mean, you know, every good thing has a a negative to it, but there's going to be a massive focus on tech and scientific development. I think there's going to be an introduction of new tech, and I say new tech with quotation marks because I feel like we're going to uncover some tech that has been around for a long time but is being presented to us as new tech. Like with the internet, it was only available to certain groups of people and then eventually it became um, available to the wider group. I think some of these new tech things that we're going to see, that's the same kind of, um, yeah, the same kind of um, experience as well. These new technological things are definitely going to blow people away um especially when it comes to evolution you know the human race our history when I was like writing all of this out I saw like a vision of um like a projector but not you know like how in Marvel they can like bring up things and it's like right in front of you um <laughs> a lot of that Okay, so being able to create projections, not having to use a screen, but just like a small device that can project out to you whatever it is you want to see. I see a lot of that. And obviously this can be very far-fetched. Like we're not going to see this as soon as Pluto enters Aquarius. This is going to probably take a good couple years to be introduced to society because what the 
the system does and what it's very clever at doing is not shocking the system okay it's not going to do certain things that's going to immediately make people perk up and think wait hold on hang on a minute this is how did you how did you manage to figure out this technology how did you manage to put it all together how did you manage to introduce it to us in such a short period of time if you've only just discovered this so there's definitely going to be some delay um deliberate delay in how much information or how much technology is shared with the masses but i see a vision of like if we wanted to really see old civilizations and how they lived and you know like where they lived and what their setup was we could kind of like have a visual map of that, but not using like physical objects, using a projection um, in some shape or form. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of focus on who our ancestors, I say in quotation marks, ancestors were, their relationship and contact with different entities. I feel like that is going to become like, new knowledge which actually isn't new knowledge i feel like historically civilizations had very clear channels of communication with different entities different planets and all that stuff but that for some reason was um lost in quotation marks or not recorded in quotation marks somewhere um one thing that stood out for me uh, over the weekend, me and my partner watched the Megan film and he was like, this is a stupid film, <laughs> which I kind of agreed with. It, uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it was a very interesting film, but it got me thinking and it really affirmed to me what life is going to be like in a, you know, a decade or so. Um they're always informing us in film in I don't know they use so many different things to kind of like just test their ideas and see how much people respond to it and see if people get the little nuances behind what they're showing us and I feel like the Megan film was a perfect example of what is to come as positive as they try to spin it they covered the negatives as well and I think that's really important um side note if anyone wants to read a book after watching Megan or is very curious about AI I would recommend the alignment problem how can artificial intelligence learn human values this is by Brian Christian and this was a very interesting read for me and the moment I watched I read this book maybe a couple years ago and the moment I watched Megan I was like this is exactly what this man what this author was talking about so if you want to have a good read it's quite a thick book um, and it takes a lot of actual mental focus and engagement to understand exactly what is being depicted in that book but there's so much about the history of AI and the um, the technological advances that have occurred over the last couple of years it's a great read and it will definitely inform you on what's possibly going to happen in our near future but yeah Megan uh, is a good film to kind of get a grasp on what's going to happen in terms of tech over the next couple years 
I definitely feel like further exploration of space, what lies beyond the planets, other planets, life on other planets, contact from other planets, uh, theories or activities that other people experience, like uh, dimension hopping or uh, astral traveling. I feel like these things are definitely going to be of focus over the next couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes very common for people to talk about these experiences um, in a in a larger space. So not just in these little covert places in the spiritual community, um, in places where it doesn't feel normal to talk about these things, it's going to be spoken about. So we might even have like, I know there was one, um, don't mind my air freshener. There was one, um, series that I watched that I loved. Um, I just, it just had me so engrossed. Um, it was about a lady that knew how to lucid dream and how (laughs) she was spying on her, her husband (laughs) by using lucid dreaming. So I definitely feel like, uh, scientifically, um, we're going to explore those kind of things a lot more and just open up a whole new understanding of the human body and the brain and how powerful it is. Um, those of you who have not taken an interest in the, was it the summit? What was that? The world forum, whatever the hell that thing is called. I need you to also look at that if you're interested, if you really want to have some evidence behind what's about to happen. Um, There was a lot in there that was like just really reaffirming to me what I feel um, intuitively is happening. Um, And one of those is major development of metaverse or metaverses or things that like interlink with metaverses like glasses or you know gloves and I don't know maybe clothes and stuff like there's just going to be so much stuff that yeah it's going to be bizarre okay there's definitely going to be more commitment to pushing immersive experiences and like anything I feel like there's some real positives to this like people who aren't able in certain shapes or forms to do certain things will benefit from this but we're going to have a real big issue with differentiating between reality and an artificial reality okay people are going to get really stuck and be mentally impacted by this so going back to the films avatar was a great example of this you know the main character um, couldn't walk and in order to experience life in the way that he had forgotten um, he went into an avatar and then eventually he decided that he was going to remain an avatar forever and have a whole relationship with other avatars and you know have children and defend them and you know I, obviously that's a extreme example but a lot of the problems that we're going to see is that oh you know these immersive experiences are really 
heightening depression and anxiety in waking reality because people are relating too much to those artificial realities that they're creating and spending way too time like they're doing way too much time like they're doing on social media um engaging in these things so we have to be careful of that um there probably will be some regulation around around that more um, I think there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, scientific discovery and research done off the back of how much technology and AI is influencing or um, challenging uh, the human experience um, and the impacts that's having. And we're definitely going to have a lot of talks around um, like, how do we control this? How do we, how do we, be more mindful of you know the effects that it's having and how do we find balance how do we strike a balance between enjoying these experiences enjoying these new tech that we have but also not losing sight of things that are very valuable and important to us uh secondly introduction of more automated processes oh god guys this is a big one um, which I see <laughs> causing a massive issue, actually. In the same sense that I'm trying to be very um, logical about, you know, how these new things or the increase of the things that we already have in place is going to create some benefits, but also reflecting on the negatives of these things at the same time. So we've got the introduction of more on automated processes okay making things more efficient I'm a very efficient person I love trying to find automated ways like if you give me an excel spreadsheet I'm going to find as many formulas that I can use to get it to do what it needs to do without me doing much but there is a lot of um, issues that come from that processing you know you don't always think about things that go wrong um, and who is going to impact if, you know, one of the formulas don't work and someone else who isn't as savvy with using that, you know, formula or using that program is going to struggle with that. So there's lots of those things that we have to think about. And I think with making things more efficient, there's a threat or risk of loss of jobs with people being replaced by AI, robots, machinery, and just creating a society where we don't connect as much with each other. Like, when was the last time you went to the bank? I have not had, had I have had no need to go to the bank. So it might be likely that bank, banks aren't a place that exist as commonly anymore, okay? Um, we might see, like, just the con dancing the restriction of certain things because there isn't a need for it anymore and that's what's concerning because there are going to be people in marginalized groups who still need or value um the things that we might be trying to get rid of i think there's going to be a significant this is the most exciting part about this for me <laughs> More focus on the psychological, mental advancement of the collective. So looking at healing in more depth. Um, Chiron has been in Aries for about, I think it's like, I don't, don't quote me on this. It's probably about four, four and a half years already. So there's still time. I can't remember what the full transit is, but it's been in 
Chiron. Chiron has been in Aries for quite some time. And I think when any planet is in a or planet or asteroid, whatever you want to call them, when they're in a sign for a periodically long time, <laughs> the first half of that transit is everyone coming to terms with it, like like recognizing that it's there and how it's showing up. And then the second half is kind of integrating it into our lives and learning from the previous process that was taking place and then finally getting to the end where it's like okay we can close that chapter and move on to something else so I feel like we're definitely going to do a final deeper dive into healing um recognizing our core values where our values are being compromised how they're being compromised who's compromising them where we're not showing up as our true selves in our lives in every area shaking off the need to people please to just overcompensate and please others to our own detriment establishing a more balanced approach in our lives most importantly finding more joy and following the universe's cues to discover more joy in our lives like when I was writing this I was like I saw a massive sign saying happiness this way a sign like yeah this way to happiness, to joy, to excitement, to exploration, to love and life. And it was, it was, it was a nice feeling. It was like, oh yes, this is, this is something I can definitely get behind with Pluto and Aquarius. Like just getting deep into the psychological, um, makeup of every individual of the collective energy and finding a way out. Like the only way out is to go through these things that we struggle with and also communicating with each other and connecting with each other I've been doing a coaching course and it's been so interesting to see like how much we have main character syndrome like we usually go for our lives thinking that a lot of what we feel or what we experience is just us and actually if you just took the time to speak to people you would know that it wasn't just you and not to take away from your experience but to just acknowledge that actually there's people that I can relate to because they understand what I'm feeling and what I'm going through to some degree. So that's going to be a beautiful um, experience for a lot of people on an individual level, but also on a collective level. I think transforming our understanding of money, resources, debt is inevitable with Pluto and Aquarius. Like, um... I see us becoming more conscious, especially in regards to like uh, the environment, in regards to what we're taking in on the daily. So for example, I'm starting to adopt a rule where it's like no phone in the morning. Um, I'm either working out or I'm stretching and the first half an hour or hour is me not being on my phone um, and spending lots of time just you know, on the internet, I'm just being more conscious about that and choosing to do more things that ground me in my reality than just sitting on my phone. So that's, that's fun. Um, but yeah, just being more considerate of how we're using our resources, like not overusing them, which is really important. And I think considering that we're going to have a nodal shift to Aries and Libra from Taurus and Scorpio, 
we're going to have a significant focus on how we show up for ourselves, but also how we show up for each other, which is lovely. Like how we connect with each other, how we connect in our relationships, how we come together to form business relationships as well, how we can really um, tap into our leadership skills to tap into our power, to tap into our strength, to tap into our drive and ambition and remember who we are, which is great because I think there's going to be a significant focus on entrepreneurship, but not entrepreneurship in a sense that everything I want to achieve from um, entrepreneurship is material. There's a real uh, value in, you know, being self-employed, starting your own business, um, having your own employees. There's a real value behind being able to put those um, components together and to experience that side of life. And even if it's not something that you do for a very long time, it's good to have that experience because it stretches you. It shows you what you're capable of and also where you might need to do a significant amount of work. So I think a lot of people are going to be, especially now that we're just realizing that a lot of the systems that we're tied to don't don't work. (laughs) A lot of people aren't going to be focused on, um, you know, climbing the ladder, climbing the corporate ladder or forcing themselves to stay in places that they don't feel valued or forcing themselves to um, commit to roles and jobs that don't push them and help them realize their potential and achieve what they see themselves achieving. So, we're going to see a significant rise, especially when the nodal shift happens in people being self-employed, especially due to inflation, like people are going to be cutting back on stuff with Pluto and Aquarius, being more mindful of their resources, figuring out, oh, I can actually live a simpler life. I don't need to be materialistic. I don't need to focus on spending and splurging all my money on these things. So therefore I can give myself the freedom to live how I want to live um, and also do what I want to do in terms of like, uh, career wise I can I can afford to do that now because now I've really got my priorities straight and I think that's going to be a very significant thing like wanting to break away from the system and as a result transform it in some way is going to be very very interesting um with that of course comes the potential for higher taxes as a result um people are going to be able to unburden themselves and also at the same time unlimit themselves okay not seeing a ceiling when it comes to the kind of wealth or life that they want to attain and I think this is not going to happen for everybody I think it's going to happen for people who actually do the work who actually sit down with themselves and think about the psychological impact the systems are having on them and choosing to opt out of those uh and that means they're going to be able to sustain a living by being more resourceful and in return will bring about more change, especially regarding the financial systems. So I think overall, it's important to note that every single area of the human experience will be subject to transformation. This is our workforce. This is our understanding of relationships, our own psychology, the spiritual component of self, the collective, all this stuff is going to be transformed and there's going to be a rebirth of the back of this okay so on an individual level it's great to welcome this energy all these themes in but on a collective level it's going to have such a significant impact on the lives of every single person 
the collective's understanding and the use of other people's resources like I had discussed is transformed in a significant way we become way more creative we think more outside of the box and I think this is another beautiful thing like we're going to see a rise in certain schemes like recycling or apps um like you know I I think there's like a couple I'm not too sure but there's like you know obviously you can do reselling on depop and all them stuff like just not throwing away your stuff selling them on to other people who might want them for a cheaper price people are going to be utilizing that more um there's like clove hires or product hires so if you're not gonna purchase something or you don't want it long term you can just purchase it for the evening or purchase it for however however you want people will be also maybe luckily for those people who have um, car hire services you might see more people hiring cars rather than having a physical car that they have to pay for on a regular basis if they don't feel like they need it they'll just hire cars more often just using the resources that we have I think something that I think uh is going to be significant as well um I think I mentioned this in the Saturn in Pisces episode where I spoke about water and it possibly being restricted or in some I don't know if I mentioned that but I definitely feel that that's a case so we're definitely going to have to look at ways in which we um ways in which we you know be mindful of how we use water (laughs) so uh and waste and plastic and all that stuff so like an idea of mine was to have like water filling stations um I saw that Thames water in the UK has put them up randomly in certain places but that's tap water I don't particularly drink tap water and I don't know if it's filtered to be honest but it would be a good idea like instead of you going to the shop and buying bottles of water you can take like a few glasses uh, like a few no 800 one liter glasses um like glass bottles and you fill that up with you know water and then you take it home like I think those kind of things might come into play a little bit further down the line if anyone steals that idea I'm going to be very angry with you (laughs) anyways um so Scorpio like I said rules rules waste wastefulness so on an individual level you may have an urge to be more conscious about the way you get rid of waste in your house in a material sense in a spiritual sense emotional and psychological sense as well so you might be more conscious of how you're like emotionally processing stuff and how you're impacting other people around you like are you emotionally dumping on someone and not you know giving them space to kind of process their own emotions or you're expecting someone to always listen to your emotional dumping like just be more aware of um psychologic psychologically how you're um behaving um going back to psychological stuff I think it's just the main thing <laughs> that's been coming up for me massively over the oh my god we've got so much more to go through guys I hope you guys are sticking with me feel free to take a break pause we are at 47 goddamn minutes <laughs> okay we might we might speed for it in like an hour and a half I don't know but we'll see uh this is a very valuable episode so um you know I am covering a lot here. But um, 
our psychological processing definitely undergoes a tremendous amount of transformation. So insight into the human mind, body, soul, and consciousness becomes more available to the masses. I think there's going to be a significant increase in studies, discussions around, you know, what is the body? Like, what is the human mind? You know, I think we've done a lot of work around the scientific makeup of the body like oh wow you know these are veins and this is a heart and this is a lung but I think we're gonna do a lot more work around just how powerful the body is and all the components that make up the body like so we're just discovering that we have neurons in our gut and the neurons in our gut communicate with our our mind so that's interesting you know there's going to be a lot of focus around development of that you know how do we how do we build a stronger mind gut connection which i know a lot of people are already discussing um i think there's going to be for the spiritual community at least uh, a realization of what a phenomenon it is to be a human being like recognizing the power in all the little components that make us unique like being able to talk, being able to walk, being able to dance, being able to laugh, cry, all those things. It's going to be, we're going to have a, a realization like, wow, this is a very unique design of um, species and appreciating that to a higher degree. I think our understanding of mental health as well, in turn, will become much better. So, with Saturn in Pisces, we're definitely going to see um, GPs or, you know, anyone who's like focused on mental health. So counsellors, psychologists, um, coaches, therapists, taking a more holistic approach, um, not just doing the talking therapy, but giving people the tools to go and explore um, themselves, their psychological mind, um, to get deeper into what their traumas are, to kind of free them from baggage that they've been lugging around for quite some time so I think hypnosis and um like microdose uh microdosing mushrooms and psychedelics I think all those things and like ayahuasca retreats are going to get a significant boost even not just ayahuasca retreats but spiritual retreats meditation retreats all these things where you're just able to connect with a community that are um, on the same journey as you, looking for the same kind of experience to really connect with the mind, body, and soul. I think those um, areas of society are definitely going to see a significant rise in interest. Um, <sighs> this is funny because with mental health, I feel like there's a lot of people who suffer from the same thing. And like I said, if we spoke to each other more, we would know that we're not the only ones dealing with these things and I think there's going to definitely be a lot of realizations the more people talk and the more discussions that take place around um, people realizing that they also suffer with certain like uh, mental support needs like they have some sort of learning difficulty or they have some sort of mental support need that they need to maybe get diagnosed for or just to research more so for me I've been really interested in neurodiversity um and funny enough I've been able to 
you know, just take a little bit of time to do a little bit of research, which is something that I definitely want to continue with because I think, yeah, for me, maybe I am neurodivergent. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I have an inkling that maybe I, I might relate to that. And yeah, just doing a little bit more research about that so I can learn a bit more. Um, therapy, alternative therapy, like I said, tools that actually help shift the mindset, help people work through their mental struggles are going to be significant, um, very hot topic and um, things that people want to access. I think uh, going back to spirituality, (laughs) people are going to have easier access to their Kashic records. So our past lives, past trauma, the the you know the need to access things that need to be remedied in this lifetime exploration of reincarnation our generation the souls and the timing of reincarnation like like i said pluto is a generational planet so maybe you know souls that are flocking together in a certain generation are going to be able to access more information about what their souls were doing in the previous generation and how that ties into what they're doing in this current generation, just things like that, Um, which should be interesting. I think uh, there's a drastic advancement of currencies and money, the system, banks. um, Like I briefly discussed, like if we're closing banks or we're looking at, um, you know, having different systems, then especially when it comes to like cryptocurrency and stuff, then there's going to be a significant shakeup. And bearing in mind, we have Jupiter going into Taurus um, in May. So definitely going to be some focus around that. This is another exciting one. Um, Collective calling for better use of infrastructure and buildings, especially as we're moving to a more liberating space in the workplace, transforming work culture. So I think one thing that's been on my mind heavily is that all these buildings that are not being used, like actively should be sold and developed into homes, especially in the UK. Like we need homes. Okay. We're struggling out here. It's difficult. The system is failing. It is broken. We need houses for people. Um, I work in the homeless sector, so I'm very passionate about this. And I just feel like whilst people are still living on the streets, whilst people are not able to find affordable homes we should be utilizing our resources and if resources aren't being used then we should be doing something about that so definitely feel like people are going to be shouting from the top of their lungs about that this is obviously going to bring in more compassion about the things that people are going through like relating to others you know pluto slash Scorpio is very emotionally intense and they're very aware of the reality of things. So coupled with Saturn in Pisces is about breaking through those psychological barriers that prevent us from connecting deeply with others, from preventing us from doing things for others and not having, I guess, some sort of benefit for ourselves to some degree, okay? This is not, um, this is not, doing things for others whilst you're suffering this is realizing that you have power and using that power to do good things okay that's what aquarius is like that's what a humanitarian is like realizing that you have a voice or you have a skill or you have a tool or power and using that to help shape the lives of those in the collective that are marginalized or oppressed or need that support 
One important thing that has been coming up is um, remembering the depth that comes from creating connections, okay? Like sharing parts of ourselves with strangers or with people that we don't always relate to or people that we don't always get to share our space with, being vulnerable with them. And not seeing vulnerability as a negative thing. I definitely feel like there's power in vulnerability. I read another really good book. Um, What is the name of it? I think I have it here. Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. This is a really good book. So I learned a lot about like power and control and leadership skills and expression and vulnerability and um, connecting with others on an emotional level, even in the workplace through this book. So I think a lot of people, and I've been seeing this happen a lot over COVID, like, and I think Saturn and Aquarius kind of brought this in. So Pluto in Aquarius is going to reaffirm it and cement it. But needing to connect with people and not connect with people on a surface level, but really share ourselves and our experiences with people. And that's the way we're going to be able to find our tribe and the causes that we relate to. So um, understand that everyone goes through things and respecting people's journeys and their stories and creating space for them to explore their experiences whilst they also in return create space and hold space for you to explore your feelings and your emotions and appreciating what makes people who they are on a soul level and not being interested so much or focused on forcing others to change but accepting who they are and who they are in that moment so meeting them where they are at allowing people to be progressive in their own way without imposing your ideas beliefs and judgment on them this is something that's really been coming up for me and I'm guilty of um forcing people to be progressive forcing people to see the good in themselves to see the the strength they have to see the power they have I'm very guilty at you know someone coming to me with a problem and saying no you you know you've got this skill you've got this ability why do you feel that way you shouldn't feel that way when actually not actually creating space for them to feel heard um and obviously in my coaching course which I believe is going to significantly transform my life over the next 20 years I'm learning to create space to hear people so not to give them advice not to ask them you know to see things from a different perspective but to give them the space to just air out how they feel and then ask them what is that they need how do they feel like they want to um, grow or transform this thing in their life that they're feeling so I think a lot of people are going to be experiencing that as well and being able to meet people where they are at like allowing them to be at that place okay and deciding how you act accordingly and not making everything you do based on where that person is at like you handle yourself you control yourself and allow the other person to do that separately um I think we're going to see a 
a lot of interest in the nervous system. So going back to that gut health and understanding the gut-mind connection, I think we're also going to see or make some connections to um, how what goes on in the human body is reflective of the way the earth operates. So there's going to be significant similarities and comparisons. And the reason why I say this is because I watched a really good um, documentary about mushrooms. Funny enough, guys, I I didn't like mushrooms. I don't like... I, I, I'm not going to say I don't like mushrooms. I'm starting to like them more. Like, they have... They have... Yeah, they have value. They're good for you. Um, but I never used to like mushrooms because of the texture. So I challenged with my... I don't even like the way they look, to be honest. I don't think I like fungi. But I challenged myself to watch a documentary about mushrooms. And I was mind blown because it was just like this is amazing, like, what the earth does is amazing, and there was, even in that documentary, similarities between, you know, how, um, like, roots and the system underground in the soil kind of reflects the the nervous system in our body, and I found that so fascinating, so I think that's definitely going to come up um, over the next couple decades. Um, in turn, a better connection to yourself and understanding of your own psyche. I think a lot of people will be able to access their psychic gifts or at least appreciate that they exist beyond this reality and therefore have the ability, if they want to, to access different dimensions and retrieve different information. So going back to that dimension hopping, exploration of space, contact with other planets, contact with other entities, I think a lot of people are going to have experiences of that. And this is is going to transform our understanding of the human experience and transform the understanding of our galaxy transform the understanding of earth itself so that's going to be really exciting i'm really excited about that i brought uh, another book um it's the encyclopedia of um psychic experiences or uh encyclopedia of the spiritual world i can't remember who it's by and the book is far away so i'm not going to get it but guys of course, I'm a massive reader. I love reading. So I've just realized that I don't ever drop gems, reading gems on here. So I might start doing that. But yeah, that's a good book um, that I've started reading that's going to help inform me about, you know, psychic abilities and the spiritual world and, you know, cover things that I haven't necessarily explored or covered yet in my life. Um, I think... (laughs) Pluto is about privacy, okay? So we're definitely going to experience a transformation of our idea of privacy when it's necessary to enforce privacy and when it is not. I think on an individual level, um, a lot of people are going to be exploring how um, open they are with other people and the benefit of being open and the negatives of being open. So that's going to be of focus. Um, Funny enough, I was um, somewhere and I noticed a TV program called Person of Interest, which was started in 2011. And I wasn't really paying attention, but what I saw, I was like, this is bizarre. And it basically showed technology that is used to listen to and scan people's conversations for threats. And I think we're going to have significant revelations about the depth of how privacy is being breached and what is being done with our data and why. Um, And this is going to spark a revolution around 
technology and you know what governments can and can't do and why they can't do it so i think that's going to be very significant for um us as a collective like just be more mindful of privacy and you know the penny's going to drop it's like oh my data is in all these different places like all these sites that we sign up to all these email lists subscribing um email lists that we sign up to basically our our data is just scattered all over the flipping internet and we're going to be more aware of that it's going to be like wow okay so yeah like for example i was talking to my partner the other day and i was like he gave me um his old phone because i I sent my uh iphone off to get repaired and i was like doing the this is the iphone se and it has the fingerprint and i was like this is crazy how they've just obtained everybody's fingerprints and he was like yeah i know and i was like no i don't think you're deeping what i'm saying right now (laughs) they have everybody's fingerprints like i'm sure at least most people on this planet have had that phone where it was like oh this is cool yeah just scan oh move it to the side move it to the top and yeah now you've got my fingerprint and now I can just use my fingerprint to do things now it's moved to oh you scan my face and now you couldn't use my face to do things I wonder what's next so it's gonna be oh yeah just think in my brain and now my brain can make my technology do things so we're gonna be very uh mindful I hope of how our data is being used and how technology is kind of invasive of our privacy and what we need to do about that. Um, like I said, we're going to have a continuation of protests, strikes, employers, I think in turn will start to value their employees more. I say that the employers that are on the right path will do that. The ones that are more interested in profit and, you know, just protecting their brands and whatever are going to go down other routes, i.e. automation of things, like making things more simplistic. Um, so we need to be very careful. I think protesting strikes perfect. Everybody should be on board with this. If you're angry about people protesting for better working conditions, then there is something wrong with you. However... I definitely feel like we have to be honest with ourselves about the impact of of that. Um, Because although we're striking to get fairer pay and better working conditions, the system that we're in doesn't perceive it that way. They will flip it on its head and see it as as a need to start automating things or bringing in more machinery or or AI or whatever to do the jobs that people are not saying that they don't want to do. They're just saying they want to be paid fairly for it, but they'll take it as, oh, you don't want to do this job? We'll get we'll get someone else to do it. We'll get a robot to do it. Yeah, fine. We'll get Megan to do it. Fantastic. So <laughs> we need to be mindful of that. Um, I think there's definitely a feeling of waking up from a trance, especially with Saturn moving into Pisces. Saturn does not operate well in the sign of Pisces. There's no boundaries. There's no control. It's really hard to tell reality from dreams. And the need to deliver harsh truths is, you know, minimized in some way. But I think Saturn being about the harsh reality and Pisces about idealism is going to help influence us to see the truth. But 
simultaneously to manifest a more desirable future for the collective, but also in our own personal lives. So giving us the ability to dream, daring to dream of a cohesive, equal, supportive society where, you know, people can just live, you know, have peace and happiness and, you know, find a way for us to be more um, supportive of each other, which I think is a beautiful thing. We're finally kind of at the end of this, guys, and it has been, please mind my air freshener, it has been amazing, but I just wanted to leave this episode with Pisces and Aquarius have two things in common. They care deeply about humans and deeply about the cause. So the government being disarmed by Saturn in Pisces is going to encourage the collective to focus on living and supporting each other. And this is going to be further cemented by Pluto and Aquarius. Pluto has a tendency to obsess about the things that it's concerned with, okay? So as we've highlighted in this episode, there's going to be negatives off the back of these obsessions or this desire and drive to achieve certain things or to focus on certain things. But there's equally loads of positives, as we've just discussed, about Pluto being obsessed with the collective, Pluto being obsessed with humanitarian ideals, Pluto being engrossed in wanting to develop the collective conscious, wanting to develop communities, wanting to advance our technology in ways that are going to support and help humanity evolve to the next stage. But as always, we need to have discernment. We need to use our judgment. Just because we have the ability to do something doesn't mean it needs to be done. So with that being said, I hope you have enjoyed this episode It has been a pleasure to record this episode. It's been so exciting to prepare for it and to be able to put this content out for you guys. Um, If you're new here, I didn't even introduce myself, but at this point, you should know who I am. I'm Ashley. This is Spiritual Podcast. I hope to see you in the next one. I hope you have an amazing reverie. We will be back very, very soon. To all my Aquarians, hope you have an amazing birthday and we'll catch up in the next one.